Welcome to the Every Nation Rosebank Church Podcast. At our church, we honor God, make disciples, and transform nations. For more information about our church, visit everynationrosebank.org and don't forget to subscribe. Good evening, church. How are you guys doing? So I need friends today because, I mean, friends are important, right? And if you're sitting alone, please, I'm joking. So my name is Neo, and I'm saved. I love the Lord. I'm a connect leader. Jess, our connect group also wants something. Yeah, I'm just saying. You know. I'm sure you guys saw when they said Neo, that was our connect. We want two, right? So tonight is actually a beautiful night. And the most beautiful thing about this night is that with this service, we are not interrupted by any race. Whether they're cycling or not, we are able to come to church, right? Whether you went out last night or not, you are able to come. That's why we are like one of the best services. So last week, CJ was preaching about healthy me, right? And one thing that got to me was that if I want to have healthy relationships or healthy friendships, I need to come through with myself being healthy. So which means that I don't need my friends to be healthy. I need to be healthy first. Because when I come through to this friendship healthy, then I'll identify what is healthy and what is not. But if I come with challenges and difficulties, then I'm expecting my friend to fill a certain void that I should have went for counseling for it. I should have prayed about it. I should give it to Jesus. But because I am coming to this friendship and I'm not actually emotionally ready for this friendship, then everything that I'm carrying, I'm expecting my friend to actually carry the very same thing with me. And I have a question for you. Is that a healthy or an unhealthy friendship? Ah, we're going to talk. It's fine. (laughs) Is it a healthy or an unhealthy friendship when I come with my baggage and I expect my friend to actually help me deal with my situation? How do you know? It depends. Right. So what I'm trying to show you is not all situations are bad or good. There's certain situations that, yes, someone has to work on them, and there's certain situations where you as a friend, God has placed you and called you to be in that space to help your friends see what they don't see about themselves. So the idea behind it is no one should actually say that I've read this book and I have a model of how friendships should look like. No one should say that I've been in many friendships and I actually have a hang of what friendship should look like. Because when Jesus comes in, everything changes. When the Holy Spirit comes in, everything changes. So whatever friendship that you've had, whatever friendship that you can think of right now, God can change it tomorrow. And when he changes it, you're not going to go according to what you know already. Can we pray? Father, thank you that you're good. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your cross. 
Thank you for every one of us that are in this room tonight, Lord. Thank you, Father God, that you looked at us and you saw a need for us to be in this community and in this family, to develop friendships in this family, to be friends in this family. But above all, Lord, I pray that tonight you will minister to us, Lord, that you will speak, Father God, in those areas of our lives that we are actually comfortable with, but you want us to be uncomfortable with. I pray, Father God, that as you reveal of yourself, that we, your people, we will answer the call. I pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So today, I'm talking about healthy friendships. I'm sure you get it already, right? So if there's one thing you should get out of this is you need to be in a healthy community to have healthy friendships. I'll repeat it. You need to be in healthy community to have healthy friendships. The reason behind it is if you are in a healthy community, we are able to call you out. When we are in a healthy community, we are able to look at you and say, hey, bro, you're doing great, but remember the prophecy. Because we are there to call each other out and we are there to celebrate one another. We are there to support each other and we are there to love on one another. We are there to pray together and we are there to have fun together. And if you have any friendship that doesn't have fun, then I don't know what the F in the friendship is for. Because if we're not having fun, then we're not really going to get to know each other because it's in spaces where we are having fun that we actually get to know each other very well. And it's in the spaces that we, we, we make jokes and you're like, okay, there's boundaries here. I need to stop in Bay because my friend doesn't get humor. But this one gets it. And even with that, you get to understand that being in a healthy friendship, it means that not all your friends should be treated the same. So if I'm a chatterbox and I'm always talking, and you have a friend that doesn't speak, even in the room where the two of us are there, you need to be able to control the environment so that none of us feels like this space is not good for us. So having a healthy community allows us to call each other out and allows us actually to correct each other. Being in a healthy community, like a connect group, like a connect group, like a connect group, allows us actually to get to know each other, right? So we're going to read the scripture that Pastor Greg gave me to read. And we're going to read it. So it says, A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And who's that friend? Jesus. This side is saved. Let's go this side. <laughs> and who's that friend? Jesus. That's better. And the most beautiful thing about this scripture is that it just teaches us that our friends choose to be our friends. Our brothers were born our brothers. They didn't choose to be our brothers. But our friends choose to be our friends. And there's different reasons why our friends choose to be our friends, right? But what I actually love about the scripture, as well, just talking about the power of Jesus, is that if you have a solid relationship with Jesus, then you know how to do relationships and friendships well. So when you have a great relationship with Jesus, like I said already, 
you don't rely on your own understanding at all times. Because you know what your understanding would say? This person is always complaining about money. This person is always late. This person knows how we dress, but they insist on dressing this way. When this friend is here, we know that we're going to go home early. That's why we come to the Papa Texas. <laughs> so, and it's very beautiful that when we understand that our friends chose to be with us, and our friendships are not meant to last forever. Some of them, yes, they are, but there are certain friendships that they are seasonal and we need to be okay with it. There are certain friendships that are there to serve a purpose, and when that purpose has been completed, what needs to happen is you need to, the, to move to the next level. And it's how you do those friendships that allows you to be a better friend in the next level. It's how you spend time with those friends that allows you to actually know what kind of friendships you want to have. But if you're a friend that is absent and is married to this thing, then all our friendships are great when you talk on WhatsApp, but we never get to fully understand each other and know each other. Because you only speak what matters at that moment, but when I'm going through the most, I'm going to type it on my phone and you're not going to get it because there's no facial expression to it. You don't get to feel my emotions. You don't get to experience me fully. And all you're going to say is, I'll pray for you. 99% of the time, you know it's not going to happen. They're not going to pray for you. And it's important that we understand that there has to be a balance between, okay, let's spend time online, let's chat, let's have a good time, but also when we are together, let's put it away so that I can get to know you, I can get to see what you're going through, I can get to look into your eyes and see that actually, bro, you're going through pain and you're not telling me. I can see that, bro, you're caring a lot, but you're not telling me what's happening. But it's only in intimate friendships and relationships that we are able to experience and see what our friends are going through. And it's only in those spaces that we feel vulnerable enough to actually share ourselves and say, yo, bro, last night I didn't sleep. My team lost. I didn't sleep. It was bad. But even in that space, then you get to know and understand what matters to me the most. Because it must be stupid to other people, but you as my friend need to know what matters the most. And I need to know what matters the most to you as well. And that's one of the reasons why when you have best friends, you realize that actually I want to spend more time with these people. And it's not because there's anything, well, there is something special about them, but it's because you have built that, you even have inside jokes with these people. Like now, when my friends are here, if I look at Pastor Lerek and start smiling, they would know. They would know. Why? Because we spend so much time together. When I receive a prophecy that's exciting for me and I share it with them, the day I don't want to do something, they'll remind me, bro, God has called you for this. Remember the word. When I feel like I don't want to go to church or go to a connect group, they'll remind me, remember where you were before you started going to connect. Remember how you experienced one, two, three, and four before you started going to connect. Bro, you were unemployed, and God came through when you went to connect, and people prayed for you and with you. 
And it's those friendships and relationships that are allowing us to become a better person that God has created us and called us to be. So if you have a friend, please raise your hand. Those that didn't raise their hands, please check on them after the service. (laughs) So the reason our friends are best friends is primarily based on the amount of time spent together. already said that. And the person you spend the most time with will become your best friend. Because when you spend a time with someone, you share experiences together, which creates a unique sort of vocabulary between you and your best friend that you don't share with anyone else. Does anyone have a friend that you guys can literally, one is sitting here and one is sitting there and can have a full-on conversation? So that shows you that the person that you spend the most time with, you actually get to know them and experience them fully. And that means that when you do that, any Liverpool fans in the house? We see you, praying for you. Um, And what is their slogan? You never walk alone. And that's a beautiful story, that you know that you're never alone, that you know that regardless of what happens in your life, you are never alone. And that alone gives you courage, gives you everything that you need for you to live out your best life. I'm sure you guys feel like, where's the scripture? Let's read. (laughs) So let me give you a um, a background story. So here, Daniel... Um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but um, before that there were Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. They are still young men, right? And they're friends. Because as you guys are reading, let's talk. <laughs> and what happens here, so King Nebuchadnezzar says he has a dream, right? And he realizes that, okay, this dream might be very important and I need someone to interpret the dream for me. And he calls everyone that he knows and has hired to do that work of interpreting dreams for him. And then it's like, no, man, let's do it this way. I'm going to call these guys, they're going to come through, and I'm going to tell them what I dreamt. And after they tell me, so they're going to tell me what I dreamt, yes, and after they tell me, then they need to interpret the dream for me. And everyone was like, King, you're tripping, bro. This is not going to work. This is bad. Fi-. Like, and everyone was like, it's not going to happen. Or you need the gods to come through and actually tell you, and the gods don't even live amongst us. And the king was like, yeah, that's great. I hear you. But listen, if none of you guys are going to tell me what I dreamt and interpret the dream, I'm going to kill every one of you guys. But if you tell me, you don't just save your life, but you get something out of it. Right, They didn't hear the part of money coming through or other things coming through because they knew that they couldn't interpret the dream for the king. And then this news came to Daniel and because a man was sent to kill Daniel as well with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And when, he, when this man came to him, instead of killing him, the man had a conversation with Daniel. And Daniel was like, what's going on? And this man was like, your kidnapped Nebuchadnezzar says, there's a situation 
he dreamt, and if none of us are interpreting the dream for him, I should actually kill you right now. And Daniel was like, okay, let's have a conversation, give me some time or whatever. And then he went and he spoke to three of his friends, and he explained the very same thing to them. And he said to them, now we can read. <laughs> then Daniel went home and told his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, what had happened. He urged them to ask the Lord for he- of heaven to show them his mercy by telling them the secret, the secret being the dream, so they would not be executed along with other wise men of Babylon. That night, the secret was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Then Daniel praised the God of heaven. So how many of us have those kind of friends in our lives? Oh, I see the hand, ma'am. Thank you. How many of us have those kind of friends? So think of King Nebuchadnezzar as a cloud, right? And think of a dream or the problem as either rain or sun. So now we see that King Nebuchadnezzar is deciding on a situation, whether to be rain or whether to be a very heated sun. And in this season, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and everyone else, they needed the rain, which is the mercy and the grace of the king. So now, everyone failed because they had to go to whatever else that they thought would help them unpack and understand the dream. But when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego prayed to God, God came through. Daniel was able to go to the king and say, hey, don't kill us. So what we have right now is this is a situation and this is the interpretation of it. And the reason I'm talking about the sun and the, the, the rain and also speaking about King Nebuchadnezzar as the cloud is he changes any time. So now King Nebuchadnezzar would be on your side when you're doing good things, which means that when things are happening great in our lives, where are our friends in those situations? Are we friends that only pray together when there's problems, when there's situations that are happening, or are we friends that are actually praying even when you don't ask God for anything? Or are we friends that wait for the fire to come, and when the fire comes, then that's when we're trying to figure out, oh, we read that verse last year, what does the verse say? Because that speaks about the correct and kind of relationships and friendships that we need to have. And a healthy friendship doesn't only work when things are great, but even when things are tough. And when things are tough, that's when you actually get to see who your friends are. And when things are great, that's when you get to see who are my nice-time friends. Party-time friends are always there when you have something. But when situations come, when the fire comes, when the king says, this is a situation, and if none of you guys are helping me understand my dream. I'm going to kill you guys. Do we run away or do we come together as friends and say, let's get the counsel of God. Let's invite the Holy Spirit into this situation. And if you're thinking of your friendships right now, think of when last did you actually pray as friends? When last did you actually unpack the word as friends? When last did we have fun last night? All the time. It's always like that. So 
We choose our friends according to our needs and proximity. So sometimes it's the people that are in our lives, when we start our friendships, we started our friendships because there was a need in our lives. We're like, if I hang out with Zealous, I'd be able to get free tickets to the We Worship concerts. You know? And then we hang out a couple of times, and actually we realize that, oh, actually he's cool, I actually like him. And the friendship has started from that. But sometimes is we are all facing the same thing. We're struggling with one thing, and it feels comfortable, and it feels natural, and it feels familiar for us to sit at the same corner and complain. And we build our friendships from complaining. Sometimes you complain about our bosses. Okay, there's this one squad that's like, yeah, Brad, this man doesn't even know his job, but he's always asking me to do things. Or at church, the music is always loud, and then there's that group that sticks together. And what I'm trying to say is how the friendship starts shouldn't be how they end. It shouldn't be how they progress from there. Because sometimes when you are in that space, God has plugged you into that community because he has seen that there's so many people that are experiencing and facing the same thing that you're experiencing. But for you and for them to get out of this situation, they need a community. And when they get into that community, like I said earlier on, then when the Holy Spirit comes, you need not to feel like, no, these people won't get it. But you need to be able to stand in that community and say, hey, listen, We've complained enough. Can we be productive now? What can we do to make the situation better? And if nothing gets better, then invite another friend that is coming from the healthy aspect of the healthy part of your friendships. Make sure that you keep diluting the situation until the friendship circle becomes a friendship circle that is healthy. So if you feel justified every single time you're spending time with them complaining about the one thing, think about those friends. You see them? Those two friends? Should I name them? I'm joking. (laughs) Think about those friends and, and actually look at the situation for what it really is. Are they complaining and are we complaining because there's a need and there's a void that you're trying to fill or are we complaining because there's a problem, there's a problem that needs to be fixed? And if there's a problem that needs to be fixed, fix the problem. Stop complaining. If there's a void that needs to be filled, present it to God and just go to the feet of Jesus and say, Jesus, me and my friends are cool, but we need you. Amen. I forgot to say amen. Yeah. And some of the things that um, close friends teach us, or me at least, is social and communication skills what I enjoy in and about others, which also works for dating. So if you're a great friend, you can be a great boyfriend or a lover. You know, how to disagree peacefully and lovingly, how to deal with conflict, how to apologize and make right. And what I've learned is that it's very hard for for a certain gender to apologize. Whichever one you're thinking of, there's two genders, so whichever one you're thinking of. And I don't have an agenda, I'm just talking about gender. Right, so 
And relationships with friends teach us how to interact with others, skills that we need to foster healthy relationships in all areas of our lives. If you're unable to communicate your feelings with your friends, it's going to be hard for you to communicate your feelings with someone you're trying to impress. If you don't communicate your boundaries with your friends, it's going to be hard for you to communicate boundaries with people that you've just met. If you're not able to be yourself with your friends, trust me, your first date, you're not going to eat the food. And the economy is bad. You need to eat the food. <laughs> and if you allow yourself to be in a circle of friends or have friends that are also not allowing you to be yourself, then that also speaks about what you need to do to help your friends understand that person that you are. Because a lot of times we, want, we have a list, right, whether it's dating, whether it's friendships, and we have seven things that you say, for me to be in this friendship, one, two, three, and four, or five has to happen. And the person has six things, and the seventh one is they don't respond to text when you want them to respond. They respond after three hours, and you get frustrated, and you say, I can't do this. Where else? This is a sign that you need to be with a person in person. Because they value quality time with you in person, they don't care about their phones but that frustrates you and you feel like your friends don't care about you. But trust me, sometimes they do. And sometimes they don't understand your situation. And sometimes you need to understand their situation. Sometimes you need to apply grace to them. Sometimes you need to love on them even when it doesn't make sense to you. Sometimes you need to let them go. But I'm not going to go into letting go Someone else will do it somewhere on a podcast. <laughs> so, talking about this, actually, I'm just reminded of a story, right? Um, the reason I wear a hat the most is my hair is gone. <laughs> like this, no hair. And the story behind it is I should take it off. <laughs> <laughs> Praise <laughs> Praise <laughs> yeah, no when I get home. So when I was actually thinking of this, like my, one of my friends that I grew up with always said to me that, bro, whenever you are home and whenever your dad is home, there's like six cars at your house or four cars at your house. What are you guys selling? And that's because my dad had, still has the same friends that he had from high school. <coughs> Sorry. And they're still friends today. And the reason behind it is this man will sit in a hot house in Limpopo, very hot, pray together, read the word together, and even watch like your DVDs, because back in the days, your DVDs of sermons and preachings and all that, and actually have conversations about that. And the reason why I lost, well, not the reason, the joke behind me losing my hair from my friend is because I sit in them a lot, every single day they were just praying for me. Laying hands on my head, and now I lost my hair. It's a good joke, I, I guess. But what I'm trying to say is, when my dad and his friends met, they were in high school. None of them were saved. 
and they have pictures holding AK-47s and weed and alcohol and all those kind of things. And the crazy thing is, two of them got saved at the same time at a revival, a tent revival, and four weeks later, all of them got saved. And their friendship moved from the problem children or kids of the community to evangelists that were actually spreading and preaching the gospel in the community. All of them, oh, okay, we're doing that. And all of them planted churches, and then they got married. It took me until I was like 10 years old to understand and realize that my dad's friends' kids were actually not my cousins. Because every single holidays, we will all spend time together. They'll take us to Kruger National Park and do all those things together. And all this time, we thought that we were cousins. Until someone that was more smart and older was like, no, we're not. <laughs> well, because he had a crush on my sister. So... <clears throat> So, please help. Thank you. And good news is, they never dated. <laughs> so, Job 2, verse 11. I'll give you a background story again. So now at this time, Job has lost everything that he had. Right? And then that's the background story. Let's continue. <laughs> when three of Job's friends heard of the tragedy he had suffered, they got together and traveled from their homes to comfort and console him. Their names were Eliphaz, the Tamanite, Bildad, and Shuhite, and Zophar, the Namathite, when they saw Job from a distance, they scarcely recognized him. Wailing loudly, they tore their robes and threw dust into the air over their heads to show their grief. Then they sat on the ground with him for seven days and nights, so no one said a word to Job for they saw that his suffering was too great for words. When we have difficulties and challenges, how many of us have those friends that you just walk in and start talking? They don't want to do anything else but talk and silence is uncomfortable for them because they feel the need to talk. But what I like about Joe's friends, at least at this point, um, is that when they came, they were like, bro, we can see that all you need is a company. All you need is you don't want to sit here alone, and we will sit with you until you say something. Again, when the Holy Spirit is with you and you are guided by Jesus, you get into any room, you already know how to behave and how to handle the situation. Because trust me, if it was me, I'd be like, bro, the dust, didn't 
But no, they saw and they already knew what happened and they're like, you know what, the very same way you look, we're going to look like that. The very same way you feel, trust me, we're going to see it, we're not going to say anything until you feel the need to communicate with us. And sometimes those friendships require us to understand each other. That actually when Noah is in pain, I need to keep quiet, allow him to process it. And when he's ready to say something, he will say something. But what happens is when you are short-tempered, you actually get angry. That, bro, you've been quiet for so long and we are here. What's going on? But sometimes you just need friends that are going to be there, understand the situation, and spend their time with us. Without them even feeling the need to say something, without us feeling the need to say something. Because now I need to deal with the opinions that are not making sense. I need to deal with the situation that I'm in right now. I'm also trying to process the situation. Instead of you helping the situation by being there as a friend, you are actually bringing more trouble to me. Because you're saying, as you process this, think about this. Where else you can just be quiet and just love on the person and be there for the friend. So in this situation, when life on earth is ending, people don't surround themselves with objects. What we want around us is people, people we love and have relationships with. Money doesn't matter. What you have doesn't matter. Everything that you've achieved, that you've worked for, doesn't matter. All you need at the time is your I wish Regan was here. I know that when Gracie arrives, the situation is going to be better. I know that if I call a record now, the bail money is coming. (laughs) And with that, we get to see and understand that us being intentional about building healthy and strong friendships, it allows us to have an army of soldiers around us when things are not working out for us. When you lose your job tomorrow, you're not, well, you are concerned and worried, but you know that your friends will give you a couch. All your friends will actually pay your rent, depending on what kind of friends you have. But that just shows us that you cannot do this life alone. And you don't have to wait for marriage for us to have relationships that are solid and relationships that are building us. We don't have to wait for Mjolot for us to have fulfilling relationships. We don't have to always run to our parents for our problems because at some point they're not going to be there. But the friendships that we build now and the relationships that we build with our friends allows us to be in a community that, allo- that helps us become the better person that God has called us to be. Amen. Amen. So running out of time. So I'll just give you benefits of healthy friendships <clears throat> and the scriptures for it. Um, friends give us please and sincere advice, seeking our highest good. That's Proverbs 29, 27 verse 9. And then Proverbs 12 verse 26 Friends honor each other above themselves. That one is too much. <laughs> Honoring others above yourself. 
pray about it as you read it. God is good. <laughs> Friends love each other the same way Christ loves us. Again, for you to get it, you need a relationship with Jesus because it is he who gives you the ability to have those kind of friendships. Friends are not bad-tempered. Well, counseling is good. Friends never withhold kindness and mercy. Friends encourage us to our highest good. Friends forgive each other and help each other in difficulties. A troublemaker plants seed of, of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. Friends stick around when things get difficult and being reliable is important. Amen. Amen. So in closing, I just want you to please can you please close our eyes? I just want you to think of three relationships right now. And the one relationship is your relationship with God. And the second one is your relationship with yourself. And the third one is your relationship with your friends. And I want you to imagine the one friend for you that is most important. And remove the one relationship that is not important for you. And the one relationship that you've removed is the one relationship that God wants you to work on. Father, we pray that your love shows us, Lord, and you show us, Father God, where we need you the most. Lord, if that place is a place of us and being unable to have solid friendships with our friends because we do not have a relationship with you, show us. If we have no guiding principle on how to build our friends, Father God, show us that we may know that your word is light unto us. That we may know, Father God, that our relationship with you propels us and helps us, Father God, to be in a great relationship with our friends. Lord, we know that our lives are not our own and we belong in a community and we belong to you, Lord. So, Father, I pray that right now you, you start ministering to us and just showing us, Father God, the areas of our lives that we need to work on, the areas of our lives that need you, Jesus. I pray, Father God, that as you reveal those areas, Father God, in our hearts right now, that we will be ready to submit those areas to you, O oh God. That we may submit those areas to you, Lord. If we have failed, Father God, in all our friendships or most of our friendships, Father God, I pray that we may know that we need your word and that we need you, Father God, in those areas of our lives. That Holy Spirit, we need you. That Jesus, we need you.
So as I was praying, if you are in this house tonight and you're like, I actually need to have a relationship with God. I actually need to surrender of myself to Jesus. I actually need the Word. I need the Holy Spirit to help me do friendships better. I'd like to pray with you. And if in the house tonight, please raise your hand. If you want to have better relationships with your friends, if you want to be able to forgive, I see that hand. Thank you. See that hand. See that hand. And if you want Jesus to be in that space and in that moment every single time you, you think of your friends, you pray of your friends, and you just feel like, God, I've been doing friendships with my own strength, and I'm tired because his texting is exhausting. I need fresh grace, fresh mercy. I need the renewal of my heart and my mind that I may be able to do these friendships well and better. Please also raise your hand. Father, we thank you for all the hands that have been raised. We thank you that your people are actually saying, Father God, that we have received your word, you've ministered to us, and in this season and in this time, we know that we are not called to be alone. Father God, I pray that tonight, even in their sleep, that you will continuously, Father God, minister to them, Lord that you bring men and women around them, Father God, that will hold their hands and walk this journey with them, oh God. That as they walk this journey, Father God, it will be you, Father God, that is discipling them, Father God, to be friends that you've called them to be, oh God. That they'll be friends that you've called them to be, Jesus. That these friendships will hold purpose, Father God, that in these friendship celebrations, Father God, won't only be celebration of material things, but seeing the growth of your people walking, Father God, in unity with you. That, Father God, no one will be left behind. That even some, when they press into the word and press into worship, that they'll invite their friends in those spaces, Father God, because you've never called them to be alone in those spaces, oh God. Holy Spirit, come and minister to them.